I'm pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, so I actually haven't done a podcast in a little while because I was on vacation. Um, so what happened was Rachel graduated, not graduated, Rachel um, finished her junior year. Um, and so normally, or as we did last year, um, Rachel and I went down to VidCon. I did a podcast on this last year, on the 2016 VidCon. Um, but this year was a little bit different. Not only did we go to VidCon, which I will talk about today, um, but because she's a junior and going to become a senior, and when you're a senior, you got to apply to colleges, we decided to turn our trip into to VidCon to expand it a little bit and make it a college visiting trip. So what we did was we picked eight colleges, um, the University of San Diego, the University of California, San Diego, which are completely different colleges, um, UCLA, USC, um, CSU Long Beach, UC Irvine, CSU Fullerton, and Chapman University. So we picked, um, it's based on a bunch of different criteria, um, you know, based on sort of different things Rachel wanted. Um, she's going to communications, so some of this was going to places that had good communications, and or she's interested in communication. Um, anyway, so I actually um, came up with an idea that actually worked out really well, which is, um, originally we were trying to book like official tours, but I picked a really poor time uh, to go visit colleges from that respect because I was hitting right around when people were like, literally either people were just graduating or just you know, graduated a few days earlier. So everyone was kind of, the colleges were a little more shut down to sort of segue between the normal school year and the summer session. And so I was only able to get just a handful of colleges that were able to give me a tour. So I said, okay, well, what if, is there another way to get a tour? Uh, and that came up with a pretty cool idea. So I went on my social media and I said, hey, we're going to visit these colleges. Would anybody like to show us around? Um, and I got a great response. I, I got responses to every single college. Um, in fact, I think I got multiple to almost every college. Um, so I ended up saying yes to the first person who volunteered. Um, so people volunteered that I couldn't say yes. I apologize. But um, obviously, one person can show us around. Although, as you'll see, um, in a few cases, we got more than one people showing us around. Um, but anyway, I um, so every college we went to, we had a magic player um, show up. And it was... It was really fascinating. Um, it was, first off, let me just say, the guys were all great. They were amazing. They all did like advanced research. And anyway, I'm gonna run through the colleges a little quick. Um, and then I wanna talk a little bit about, one of the cool things about this was I had a chance to talk with some Magic players that aren't the normal Magic players that necessarily, I, I, when I say talk, I, obviously online, I do a lot of, of interacting with people. But there's a difference between online interaction and just face-to-face -face talking to somebody. Um, and one of the neat things was, this was actually a really interesting chance to me to talk pretty in-depth, because one of the things that I tried to do is, obviously, as we were going around, they were giving a tour to me and my daughter, but I also wanted to make sure, you know, talk magic with them and... and you know, it, it was an opportunity, A, I, I wanted to make sure that they were having fun because, you know, they were doing this out of their the goodness of their heart. Um, and it was an opportunity for me to talk about magic with people that I don't normally get to talk to. So it was sort of win-win. This whole thing was win-win. Uh, everybody seemed to have exciting showing us around and I got to talk magic with them and they enjoyed that and I got to learn stuff. And anyway, it was awesome. Um, okay, so 
Um, I'm not going to go in great depths on the people because I think our conversations are more private. Um, I, I, I will just, I do, I will just real quickly run through um, the people just because I want to thank them. Uh, so first we went to University of San Diego. That was Tom. Um, Tom wins the award for coming the farthest the show is around. Uh, Tom actually lives in Tucson, uh, and he's a he's a doctor by by. You know, but uh, he's an amateur pilot, so he flew down to San Diego to show us around, which is his alma mater. Um, and he, he had very, I mean, everybody who showed us around loved their college. It was great. Everybody really had a lot of fun to say things about their college. Um, so Tom showed us around, and we learned all about University of San Diego. And I got to talk to Tom. Although he's a very casual player, so it was fun. So he and his children play, and so it, it was. That was a really neat experience. Um, like one of the things that, that is hard for us, if people don't realize this, is we have great visibility in a very small segment of our, our, of our player base. And that is people who play in organized play uh, or, or they play on, um, in digital. Those are the two places where we have a lot of opportunity to sort of see things. And we have, a, we have a, you know, if you play in sanctioned tournaments or if you play online, okay, we have a, we have a record of this. We sort of can see how much you play. So, like, if you are somebody who sort of plays in, in our, you know, in the public eye in some way, um, we have a decent sense of you. We, we have a lot of data. I mean, not individually, but we have a lot of overall sense through data. Um, but people that kind of play at the kitchen, kitchen table, um, it's hard for us to sort of get, you know, like, we just don't, it's hard for us to sort of interact with those people because there's no direct place to do that. Um, and so one of the really cool things uh, of talking to a lot of these players like Tom was getting a chance to sort of hear interests and in, in things that they want um, from a player who's just a little different vantage point. Because, like, one of the things I often talk about is how, look, my job and the job of my team is to provide a great magic experience for the magic players. Well, what do you want? I mean, we want to know what you want. Now, obviously, I go on social media and... Some of the kitchen table players talk to me on social media, so it's not as if I, I never know, I never get to talk to them, but I don't get to ask in-depth questions and stuff, and I don't ever know when someone's talking to me necessarily, you know, people ask me questions and I answer them, but I don't necessarily know the experience of the people asking me questions. So that's why one-on-one stuff. Um, but anyway, I had a great chat with Tom. He showed us around, um, really showed off University of San Diego, um, which is a pretty small school. I think like a 4,000 4, undergraduate, which I think is the smallest school we looked at. Um, but it was super pretty and very scenic. And like I said, uh, it, it was really fun watching people sort of, um, in each case, like I'm passionate about magic. These people were passionate about their schools. So it was really cool to watch them and, and, and listen to them and ask questions of them and stuff. Okay, the second one we went to was the University of California, San Diego, which is radically different. So University of San Diego is this really tiny, small college, like I said, about 4,000 undergrad. And the University of California, San Diego is high 20,000 or something. But anyway, much bigger school. In fact, by the way, um, I, 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 on my watch, it talks about how far I walk, because it, it, uh, I have an Apple Watch. And um, I got it for my 50th birthday. Um, Anyway, uh, so it kept track of how far we walked. And so it turns out that between the eight colleges, I believe we walked the equivalent of a marathon, 26 miles. Um, so we walked a lot, and we were doing it every day. So the way it worked was we flew down there. I flew to Los Angeles. On Saturday, we, we drove down to San Diego. So Saturday, Tom showed us around University of San Diego. Sunday, we then went to University of California, San Diego, where Nick showed us around. Um, 
Nick wins the award for having the most notes. Uh, Nick Nick was great. He uh, obviously had done a lot of research, and he had a, a notebook that he'd written all his notes in. And it was very fresh. We'd ask a question. He goes, no, no, I have that. And he'd look it up, and he'd answer the question. Uh, very thorough. I was, I was impressed how thorough everybody was. Um, anyway, University of uh, California, San Diego is a little bit bigger, and it's broken up into six schools. Anyway, each school is very different. Um, the other thing interesting for me is I have not been to college in 30 years, so it was kind of neat seeing what modern-day colleges are like and how, how are colleges the same as I remember and how colleges are different from what I remember. Uh, and there was a bunch of both. Um, so Nick showed us around. We chatted with Nick and talked with him about sort of uh, how he plays magic. Like I said, the thing that was really fascinating is I would talk to people. Oh, so I asked a, bunch of, a whole bunch of questions. But one of the questions I asked of each player, or each person who shows around, was if we can make a magic product exclusively for you, what, what would we make? Um, and I got a lot, of, a lot of interesting suggestions, some of which are things we're making, actually, uh, and some of which are things that, oh, maybe we could consider making. You know, it, it was a neat sort of uh, run-through of what people wanted. Um, a lot of the people I met um, played very casually. Some played Commander. A few of them were very into Commander. Um, anyway, yeah, Nick was definitely one of those players. I think Nick, I have to remember, blurs together because I talked to a lot of different people. I think Nick occasionally went to pre-releases, if I remember correctly. Um, so he was sort of someone who played casually, but, you know, poked his head in every once in a while organized play. Um, then on Monday morning, we went to UCLA, where we met Jeremy uh, and Caitlin. Um, so Jer- uh, Caitlin was Jeremy's girlfriend. Um, Jeremy was a longtime player. Caitlin had played a little bit. Um, and I actually, I actually had some really good conversations with Caitlin about somebody who wants to get into magic because she has some, you know, because her boyfriend plays, she's, she's interested in learning how to play. Um, but that the first experiences they had tried weren't great. And so we talked a lot about, oh, well, how can you experience magic? And um, it was really neat because she talked about what she likes about the game and what, she, you know, what is intimidating to her. Um, and so anyway, that was a great conversation. I talked a lot with Jeremy about sort of what he does and how he plays. Um, and, um, anyway, that was really neat. UCLA was, uh, very famous. My, my, it was my daughter's, uh, favorite of the, of the eight schools. Um, part, partly because, um, like I said, she's in communications and, um, actually several, several schools went to an amazing, amazing communication department. So one of them is, uh, is UCLA. Anyway, we walked all around UCLA. In fact, we, uh, I used to live in Los Angeles before uh, I moved to Washington long ago. Uh, and I actually used to live in West LA, not far from Westwood. So I knew Westwood really well. So it was actually a blast walking around Westwood 20 years later, 22 years later. Um, the most interesting thing about me was there were three stores that were the same, uh, two movie theaters that are really famous movie theaters, and uh, a restaurant, a diner called Headlines Diner that I'd eaten at all the time when I used to live in LA. That was still there, I was very excited. Uh, so Rachel and I had a had a meal at this place. So I got to share. It was kind of fun, also, by the way. Uh, just the having opportunity to do one on one, like nine days with my daughter, just all alone. It's us doing a trip we'd never done. I mean, she and I did VidCon. I mean, we've done trips before, but not of this length. Or um, you know, this was a pretty intense trip. Um, uh, anyway, UCLA was really cool. I loved, Jeremy and Caitlin were great. Um, in the afternoon, we went to USC, where we met Christopher. Um, so the coolest thing about the USC trip for me was they actually have a game design um, 
in their film school that you, you can major in game design, which fascinated me, um, obviously. Because uh, one of the things that's real fun, I think I talked about this, is that people like to complain that I didn't have a formal game design background you know, before I took this job. And I keep trying to explain to people that there was no formal. Like, right now, like, it's amazing to me that there, like, you can go and you can study game and you can learn game design, uh, which was really cool. And I had a chance to talk to a bunch of the people and a bunch of the people who run, run the department stuff because um, uh, Chris first took us over. And, you know, I just, just getting a chance to see all the stuff they do, it was really, really cool. Um, I, like, I, I know, for example, one of, the, one of the things occasionally when I Google myself... Uh, I'll find syllabuses that use some of my um, my writing <coughs> or my you know, my podcast or uh, my GDC speech that's become popular um, to show game design students. So um, I, I I like to think that I, I'm helping uh, helping uh, educate new game designers. So like one one of my big goals, and obviously I do it on the podcast uh, quite a bit too, is I, I I want to encourage and help new designers become designers. That game design is an awesome uh, art form, as far as I'm concerned, and anything I can do to help encourage more people to learn. And anyway, uh, education has been a big part of my one of my goals. Um, I, I want to do a lot of magic history. I want to do a lot of sort of teaching game design. Um, I also want to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So I mean, like there's there's a lot of a lot of the things I do. There's certain things that I, I'm interested in. One one of which is helping educate the next generation you know of game designers and so it was really cool seeing a uh, program I know there's more than one but um, I've never been actually I'd never actually been in one or got to talk to people who ran one um, so that was fascinating and USC was also really pretty um, they, they also uh, just like UCLA have a very good communications and media program um, the fact they just built a new beating one of the weird things about USC is UCLA and USC were both schools that I back in the day when I lived in L.A., had a decent amount of experience with. Um, I had been on both campuses quite a bit, and it was shocking to me um, how little of the campuses I recognized, just that in 20-some years, just how many new schools they built, they're constantly building things. Um, I even went to a building that I'd known I'd been in, and just because everything around it outside had changed, just getting the orientation on it was hard for me. I like remembering that this was a building I'd been in. It, it was very interesting. Um, okay, the next, um, on Tuesday morning, we went to uh, California State University, Long Beach, where uh, Lauren showed us around. Um, so that, the one interesting thing is, um, in the public eye, I, like I said, I see mostly me, um, uh, organized play. So one of the issues with organized play is we have data where we look at larger numbers. Uh, we do what we call a deep dive every once in a while. And we did a f- deep dive famously a while ago where that was looking at everything that played magic, not just paper, not just tabletop magic, but all the digital formats. And we found when you talked to someone and said, have you ever played magic on any platform at any time, uh, 38% of the respondents had said yes. Uh, sorry, 38 of the respondents who said yes were female. Um, now, we then did a study a couple years later where it wasn't quite as focused on the digital star stuff and the numbers dropped a bit down to like in the mid-20s, like 25%. Um, so one of the things we kind of learn is, um, well, anyway, there's a bunch of things to learn there. But uh, our organized play numbers for females are way, way lower. Um, somewhere between 5 and 10%, I think. 
um, depending on which thing you're looking at. So one of the things that's always interesting is I don't get a chance to talk to a lot of female Magic players just because... Um, and the ones I talk to tend to be in, in a very narrow band. They're the ones that are sort of more involved in organized play. Uh, and so one of the cool things meeting Lauren was this is somebody who... I think she went to pre-releases, but not... She was not super connected to, to uh, organized play. And it was interesting talking to her and learning about sort of her community... <coughs> She was very involved in social media. She's big on Tumblr, I know. And so it was interesting talking to somebody. Um, I mean, interesting talking just to a female Magic player who I just, we had so little vantage point into that 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 was really interesting conversations. I, so I had a great time talking with Lauren. Um, she showed us off on Long Beach, which was um, was very cool. They, uh, my favorite thing about Long Beach, by the way, is the, the uh, stadium at Long Beach is this giant blue pyramid. Um, in, in fact, I, uh, if I, if I was in the middle, like, uh, whenever we have pre-releases or not pre-releases, uh, previews, I tend to make my tales of the pit about, about, uh, <coughs> that. So maybe one of these days I will use the blue pyramid in, in a comic. I mean, I've been doing our devastation specific comics right now, but, um, it, anyway, our, it, it's for you guys, for, you know, it's ours devastation preview week as far as I'm concerned to you. That was weeks ago. Um, then in the afternoon, I went to uh, University of California, Irvine, uh, in which I had three guides. I had Chris and Victor and Addison. So here's a funny story. Um, when Nick and I, when Nick was showing Rachel and I around University of California, San Diego, I got recognized by a person who was, I think, that day graduating. Addison's was his name. Turns out that Addison was the brother of Victor, uh, Vincent, sorry, Vincent, one of the people <coughs> that was showing me around Irvine. What had happened, which is a funny story, is the first person to volunteer was Chris. Um, and then Vincent had also volunteered, but I said, oh, sorry, Vincent, Chris is, you know, another person already volunteered, and I, I took the first person. And he goes, is it Chris? Is it Chris? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, oh, Chris and I are friends. Chris and I are friends. Could we show you around together? And I go, look, as long as Chris is okay with that, I'm fine with that. And so... Um, Chris and Vincent were showing me around. But then Addison found out I was there, and he came up. He had just graduated from, uh, from San Diego. So anyway, the three of them showed us around. It was really cool. Uh, Irvine was really nice, all in a giant circle, I learned. Um, it's interesting. Each campus has its own, you know, like, you know, University of uh, San Diego has six schools. They each have their own philosophy. Um, you know, the University of San Diego is up on the cliff. You can see all the views. And anyway, Irvine, uh, this, it's based around this giant circle that the whole school's kind of around this giant circle, that you, this walkway that you can walk around, which like, I didn't know anything about that. I'd never been to Irvine before, but it was very cool. And one of the things that was kind of neat was um, they had a magic club on the campus. And so we ended up, uh, they showed me around, and we ended up at the student union where some members of the magic club had showed up so I could meet them. Um, so I got to talk to people about magic, uh, like who played magic at a club in college. That's a very different experience. Like that's, that's another thing where um, a lot of times we think organized play is organized play that magic does. Um, but there's a lot of people who sort of create their own organized play. Uh, and it was fascinating talking to, to all the club members and sort of what do they join about magic and, you know, how do they get involved? And, you know, anyway, I, I, and I asked a lot of the same questions and then I'd ask the other people about what's your favorite thing about magic and what are you excited about what's coming up? And if you, right, if you're going to need product, what would you like to see us do? Um, so I got to meet all of them. I also got to see, by the way, there is a um, new, just brand new at Irvine uh, in esports division uh, section 
Um, and, and the funny thing is I peeked my head in to look at it and the guy who was running it uh, recognized me, he's a magic player, and let us in and gives a quick tour. Um, but anyway, they, start, they have scholarships now for esports at Irvine, uh, UC Irvine. Um, I just kind of see where the future is coming. Um, I, I really think there's going to be a day where there's not as much different differentiation between sports and esports. I, I, you can slowly see the lines, you know, not not quite as separate as, as they want. You know, once in a time they were very separate and they're blurring a little bit over time. But the idea of having uh, campus teams and scholarships and anyway, that was really cool. And, and the, the the new lab, which was brand new, is gorgeous. Um, really nice. Okay. The next day, which was Wednesday, we went in the morning to California State University Fullerton. Um, now, here's one of the coolest things with it. So, Casey was my guy there. So, Casey's twin brother, Corey, is an intern <laughs> this summer. Uh, he goes to DigiPen, which is a place you study uh, game design, talk about game design courses, and, um, and it's here in Seattle. And anyway, he's an intern with them. I haven't even met him yet. I'm going to meet him today. Um, so the funny thing is, and they're, they're, tw- they're identical twins. So I met his brother, Casey, before I met Corey, uh, who I will meet, like I said, I will literally meet today, uh, although I know what it looks like. Um, but anyway, Casey showed us around Fullerton, which is really nice. Uh, I think it was another college that, that Rachel really took to. Um, I mean, there were, there were elements of all the co- colors that Rachel Roy liked. I, uh, it's interesting, uh, watching my daughter, like what, what sort of strikes her fancy in colleges was really interesting, but that's not really, I guess, the topic of this conversation. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Casey was another person who was a little more casual. Um, I think uh, he and his brother both play Magic, uh, obviously. Um, and so it was interesting, talk, like, talking about sort of growing up. And I think his brother had gotten him into it, if I remember the story correctly, that Corey got Casey into Magic, I think. But anyway, it was, an interesting talk, it was interesting talking about sort of how they had grown up playing Magic together and it's kind of this relationship of brothers playing. Like, every, every story was fascinating. That's one of the things that was great. Um, I mean, obviously, we got a lot of it. They were awesome guys. They showed us around, which was very, I'm very appreciated for that. Um, but one of the, the cool things um, beyond that was the stories they got to hear and talking Magic with them and that each one had their own sort of just different... Like, it's, it's neat when I talk to people that there's so many different experiences and ways people play magic and ways people learn about magic and ways people experience magic. Um, anyway, it, it was... The whole, the, whole, the whole thing was quite fascinating. Um, so, the final tour of the, our mega tour, our eight-person tour, was Aaron, who showed us around Chapman University, which was I, probably the university I, I knew the least about. Although I didn't... I had obviously visited UCL and UCL. I'd been on campus of those two. Um, I guess all the other six, I'd never been on the campus, although I'd heard things about some of them. Um, although I admit, I didn't know a lot about University of San Diego, and I didn't know a lot about Chapman. Those are the two I probably knew the least about going in. Um, even then, even the, the stuff like Fullerton or Irvine, I heard a little bit about it. I, you know, it was, it was really fascinating seeing everything. Um, anyway, Chapman... Um, also uh, was very different um, and j- just the way the, the, it's, a, it's an interesting campus in that it's kind of a campus that's it's kind of strewn through residential meaning most campuses are like it's a campus and like you know there's gates on the outside and it's a campus and this one's kind of like well you walk by this guy's house to go from the science building to the 
language arts building or something. You know, like, like it just, it's kind of ingrained in the community. It's, it's really different. Uh, cool, but that's very different. Um, Aaron was an awesome guide. Aaron's another person who, um, uh, I think, was Aaron more into Commander? I can't remember. Well, I apologize, guys, if I get to, I just talked to so many people in such a short amount of time, trying to separate with everything. Um, but it, it was, the other thing that was really interesting was, oh, so, so the one thing they all had in common, there was one string that most of them had in common, is um, all of them had some interaction with the internet because that's how they, they were to know. Although not all of them, actually some of them didn't. Like I think Casey found out from Corey, his brother, who was active on either my Tumblr or my Twitter. Um, but it, it's interesting that a lot of them, I had a lot of interesting chats about online communities. Like for example, Lauren is very active in the online magic Tumblr community uh, and trying to get more understanding of sort of, like one of the neat things about magic is magic forms a lot of communities. And um, it was it was kind of neat to see, like, I don't have necessarily great vision, you know, great uh, visibility into all the different possible communities that are out there. And so it was really cool. Um, it, it just was really neat to sort of talk with people and see, like, for example, when we were done, um, I posted on my Tumblr a picture of me, Rachel, and whoever our guides were, and then I thanked each person individually for the tours. I, I got permission for everybody's picture before I put them up. Um, and then it was neat watching the community react to me posting it. Uh, and for example, because Lauren was the most active on the Tumblr community, there was a huge amount of response because a lot of her magic friends could respond within there. Um, and that was, I don't know, it was, it was really interesting. Um, the other thing that was kind of cool as I talked to everybody was, so one of the questions I asked them was, um, so timeline, uh, I was there last week, um, I was there the week after we had made the announcement about all the upcoming, if you guys remember announcement week, where I, I talked about the change in, um, I talked all about the change in uh, block structure, and then we talked about changes to uh, um, uh, different digital forms, and we talked about, um, all the new products that were coming out. So it was definitely a, um, you know, it was definitely a, a, week, a week of information. So one of the things I asked them was trying to get a feedback of what did you think of all the information? Um, and because these people mostly were on, on social media because they contacted me, uh, they were all aware of it. Um, and everybody was excited and interestingly for just different things. Um, like one of the things that's, that's fascinating is how when you go online, it's very easy to sort of, the loudest voice can pull focus. Like if we do something and the majority are excited about one thing, you, you hear more about that one thing. But when you kind of go individual and say, what are you excited about? You know, like, uh, who, who was it? One of the people was excited by, uh, we had a dual deck coming out, it's Goblins versus Merfolk, and they were very excited by that. And it's like, okay, wow, like no, like online, you know, I'm sure there are people excited by that product, but it get drowned out by people, you know, there were bigger things that we had announced. And so I knew the excitement about the bigger things, but it was kind of neat to hear people talk about the smaller things, the subtler things that they were excited by. You know, that was, that was quite interesting. And, and have people sort of explain, like uh, a number of the people I talked to were very into Commander. And like one of the things that we had announced, not even during announcement week, 
but a few weeks earlier was that there's a tribal theme to this year's Commander decks. And they're all excited. They, they really like that theme. Like, oh, what's going on? What are the tribes? What are the tribes? And so, you know... Um, oh, there's a lot of... Also, it was very fun. Uh, uh, people... I always get a lot of information by people asking me questions of what they're trying to figure out. Because um, normally when I meet people, one of the things they try to do is they try to get information out of me, right? It's like, oh, 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 I'm, I'm excited by this upcoming thing. Can you tell me more about this upcoming thing? Um, now, luckily, I got a lot of experience with sort of not giving away information, but saying something to excite people without really giving away much information. Um, years and years of training. Um, so it, it, it was, that was quite thing. And it was interesting looking at, like, um, like the, the main three things that we had announced was Ixalan, Unstable, and Dominari. Those were um, sort of the booster products we had announced. Um, and I really got to talk to the length about each one of those products with people, about why they were excited and, you know... There were just people who were like, uh, like how much they like dinosaurs, or how much they like pirates, or how much they like a Mesoamerican theme, or you know, people talking about that. I had a lot. Oh, whenever I talk to people on stable, one of the things I found most interesting was this was the number one comment I got. I've never played it on set because 13 years ago, um, but I've heard good things about them, and I'm excited to play one. Um, that everybody I talked to was kind of like, or I don't know, everybody, most people I talked to were fascinated by they didn't quite get what it was because they never played it because it's 13 years ago you know that uh 2004 was unhinged so for most of the people i was talking to which are more casual players you know 13 years ago plus these are people mostly people who were either in college or recently graduated college 13 years ago they were kids um so and and most of them were not playing magic so it, it was really interesting to sort of getting that that vantage point um, and also, I got to talk Dominaria with a bunch of people that didn't necessarily play Magic when Dominaria was the active thing. You know, like one of the things that's really interesting is um, is talking with people in which they'd heard of Dominaria, but they weren't. The Dominaria was more of a thing they'd heard about than something they played. Because one of our big concerns in general about this is that. We want Dominaria to be exciting, not just for, um, not just for hardcore, long-time Magic players. We want everybody to be excited by it. Um, and one of the things that's really positive is that there was a lot of sort of like there was buzz around it because they knew that there, it, was, it was Magic's origins, and they knew there was a place we'd been to, but they didn't know a lot about it, and they were excited, kind of learning more about it. So it was actually. Um, like, the number of people who had never played in the set that ever took place in Dominaria, that were excited for Dominaria, gave me a lot of hope that, like, one of our goals is to make something that sort of the new player can enjoy and the experienced player can enjoy. And when I say new, I don't even mean, you don't have to be that new to not play in Dominaria. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so it turns out, by the way, I was planning today to talk all through my trips to the colleges and talk about VidCon, but I'm coming up to work. So that means uh, I'm going to have to talk VidCon on another day. So tomorrow, or sorry, next podcast, uh, I will talk about VidCon and my experiences at VidCon. So today, I guess it was just about college visits um, and, and then just interaction with Magic players. I, 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 once again, so Tom, Nick, um, uh, Jeremy and Caitlin, Christopher, uh, Lauren, Chris, Vic, uh, Vincent, and Addison, um, Casey, and Aaron... Thank you guys so much. You were awesome. You were awesome ambassadors of your school. You were awesome guides. And you gave me so much insight about magic. So uh, 
Thank you. I, I, I hope I, I thank you guys on social media. I'll thank you here. Uh, it really was great. It was awesome uh, getting shown around. And I actually was, I feel like I did a lot of uh, work while actually viewing colleges. So anyway, guys, I'm now pulling up to my, uh, pulling up to the to wizard. So we all know what that means. It means it's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time.